feel a little like I'm interrupting right now. Hallelujah. Lord, we do believe that you have great love for us. It's not something that we recite because we've read or something that we choose to believe because it makes us feel good. But Lord, you've proved it to us. We look at the cross, we look at you upon it, and we know that you love us. And Lord, in this moment, these people that are gathered in this place and those who who are watching digitally or listening, Father, we worship you because we love you. So Lord, as we continue in our worship of you this morning, please, tarry here with us, take control over everything that's done and said. Father, give us, extend grace to us, more grace, Lord, that we may hear you, that that we may understand you, Lord, and that we may, may be empowered to do what you're pointing out to us what you're telling us what what you need us to do no what we need to do father we love you this morning father we praise you this morning lord there are so many that are not here because they're sick father whether it be this virus that continues to be a nuisance more than anything right now or father whether it be just what those common things that overtake humans seasonally Uh, because we are clay. Um, Father, whether it be other more serious illnesses, whatever these illnesses are, Lord, we just give them to you. Lord, it's easy to say, hard to do, but Lord, who else can we go to? Who else? The one who created every cell that abides in us, every cell that we are made up of. You, Father, are the one that we appeal to. So on behalf of our brothers and our sisters this morning, Lord, we ask for your mercy and for your grace that your healing power may overwhelm them. Father, but even, even as they are sick or not feeling well, discomforted, Father, I pray that, Holy Spirit, you would comfort them, but at the same time, let them be spiritually renewed. Let them be strengthened Holy Spirit, not just in their bodies, but in their spirit, in their minds. Father, let them be touched this morning as they're healed in their bodies. Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I'm going to begin, and and, you know, it's just so hard, especially so many of you have been here with me for so long, and so many of you have either uh, maybe have not been with me, but you've been in the Word for a long time. There's going to be some things that you've heard, but I, I... I, I just really think that we're in such a specific time. And if you'll think about it, in the past few weeks, we've, uh, the, it's all about God. It's all about getting our focus off of ourselves, realizing that we are, born, we are created to worship Him. We are created for His purpose. And we are created to worship. Everything we do should be in glory and honor of the Lord our God. Worship of Him. Amen? But at the same time, this God that, that is demanding of our glory, not simply because He says so, but because He is who He is. Not simply because of that. That God has our best interest in His heart. And when He calls us to do these things, we receive the great benefit of doing these things. Not that He rewards us, but that He... (laughs) That He already created this way. He already created it. Before you and I were even thought about, He already created this way that if we would walk in this way, this leads to prosperity. This leads to eternal prosperity, eternal happiness, eternal joy. Amen? Okay, so now it's in that light. I hope that we can view this uh, message. Just God have your way. Amen? In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, you're very familiar with this. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. This, again, very familiar. We all know this. We've studied this together. You've studied it by yourself, so on and so forth. But, But I wanted to say something to you real quick. In verse 13, you see that first part, therefore, 
Take up the whole armor of God. Listen, Holy Spirit, our God, our Father, makes us aware of something. This is what you need to be aware of. You're in this battle, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, you're in a battle. And so, in, in order for you, listen, in order for you to be victorious, He's, he's giving you, he's, he's telling you that you're in this battle, and He's giving you the things that you need, not just to survive, but to overcome. Amen? So, but, but here's the thing. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Therefore, I'm providing this to you, but you have to do something about it. And I'm so sick and tired of people, you know, always bringing problems to God or bringing problems to their friends or people who are, and just, you know, just leaving it there and just saying, okay, solve this for me. Fix this for me. God has already made an arrangement for it. God has already provided for it. So then they get disappointed in me or you or whoever. How many? Come on now, listen. I know we don't have a lot of people here today, but have you ever had that where people would come to you, ask you for a prayer or bring a complaint or a problem to you, and because you can't immediately solve it, they're disappointed in you? Am I the only one? How do you think God feels? God not only solved every problem, He gave us the way He wrote, and He took a body and sacrificed Himself that that way would be ensured. It's true. There's no question about it. But that, yeah, we still go back and forth, don't we? So, therefore, in Wednesday we, where we were studying, you know, and I may bring it up again if the Lord allows, but it was always do something. In light of what you know, do something. In light of what you know, do something. Amen? So this is not a beat up on Christians and brothers and sisters. No, this is, God has provided it. You are in a spiritual battle, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, whether you believe it or not, you are in a spiritual battle. I want to, and, and I want to just show you some things as it relates to being in spiritual battle and warfare. I will tell you that about uh, two or three weeks ago, the Lord gave me a little a vision of something, and I, I didn't know if it was me or the Lord, my heart, I'm just trying to, you know, going through, whatever the case may be, but He brought it back to me several times, so I'm going to go there. In Exodus chapter 3, beginning in part of verse 18, you shall come, and you, and you and the elders of the church to the king of Egypt, you should say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us, and now, look at what it says, please, let us go three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I am sure the king of uh, Egypt will not let you go. No, not even by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I would do in the midst. And after that, he will let you go. My brothers and sisters, we know that, um, you know, the, the, the things that he's talking about, there were these, uh, the ten plagues, as they're called. Uh, the Nile turns to blood, the frogs, the lice, uh, the flies, the livestock, the boils, right? Uh, hail, locusts, and, and darkness, and then the firstborn killed, right? So that's, that's what the God, God already knows what he's going to have to do. So even when Pharaoh says, okay, go ahead on, and then he changes his mind, God already knows all that that's going to happen. And God is already, he already knows what he's going to have to do. But that didn't, that didn't mean that he took away anybody's free will. Pharaoh had the free will, but God already knew what, what choices that he would make. Amen? All right, so having that in mind, we know that we have these plagues and stuff. So now again, let's go back to Exodus in chapter 7. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Show a miracle for yourselves, then you shall say to Aaron, Take your rod, cast it before Pharaoh, let it become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went in front of Pharaoh, and they did so, just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. You, you all remember that, right? Now, verse 11. But Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, to, so the magicians of Egypt, that they did also like in like manner with their enchantments. For every man threw down his rod, and they became serpents. But Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods. And Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them as the Lord had said. So now watch. Picture this in your mind. Obviously, you've, you've heard this story before. So God says, look, here's what you're going to do first. You throw down that rod. Now, Moses had already had experience with this. Remember when, Mo- when God first appeared to Moses out of the burning bush? He said, I'm sending you out. Here's what you're going to do. And then Moses was reluctant because, you know, here I am. These, he, he ran away from Egypt. He was afraid, and he ran away from Egypt. But now remember that message. He was called, long before he was even put in that Nile River, he was called to be the one who would set Israel free. He was called. He already had that call on his life. God already had a plan for him. And it was up to Moses to to find out what that plan was and to serve according to God, not according to his heart and his mind. Amen? 
So Moses, remember, if you'll remember now, I don't want to repeat the whole message, but it's pertinent. Remember now, Moses was, he fled because he started to identify with his people and he was starting to take up for his people. He had that in his heart. That was given to him. That was gifted to him by God. Amen? That's why I want to remind you that there's something in you that God has given you. A talent, and I, it's, there's something in you, there's something burnt, a special thing that God has gifted you with, that God has given you, so that you can serve Him with it. And how you're going to serve Him is by serving His people. Amen. I'm not asking for volunteers at the church, but if you, you understand what I'm saying to you. So now Moses has that in him, and he used, he's, used, he's using his might. He saw one of his uh, fellow Israelites being picked on and he stuck up and he killed the Egyptian that was doing it. Only Moses found out, lickety split in a hurry, you can't depend on people. Because the people he was defending were the ones that go ahead and, and, and blew on him. Oh, you know, when he sees two Israelites fighting amongst themselves and he goes and well, why are you taking advantage of your brother? Why are you messing with your own brother? Oh, what are you going to do now? You're going you're gonna to turn us, you're going to kill one of us like you killed the Egyptian? Isn't that something? But I've I, I got to talk here just for a minute. I wasn't even planning on going here. But you see this? That's the, the battle is not against flesh and blood. So we can look at that Israelite that said that or that Hebrew that said that and say, well, man, what, an, what a dope, what an ignoramus. You know, he's just not taking... The, you know, doesn't he understand that you know, Moses is a prince of, prince of Egypt and he's sticking up for you and he's now identifying with you. Maybe he can help you politically. Maybe he can... Help. No, not even that. It's, you're stopping me. You're telling me that I'm wrong. So what's in me by my Adam's nature, by my Adamic nature, is going to rebel up against that. Are you with me? I don't want anybody to tell me I'm wrong. I don't want anybody to do... what. Well, that's... That's the prince and the that's the, 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 the ruler of the ages and just egg on and, and move and manipulate and steer and are you with me? Okay, so my brothers and sisters, Moses found out lickety splitting in a hurry that he himself was if he was going to identify with his people, he's going to help his people. You know, he's a one man show. So what does he do? He runs away. Starts the process. So Moses goes ahead and he takes up for his future wife, the daughter of uh, Jethro, right? The priest of Midian. So he's, he takes up for her. And so same thing now. He's watering their sheep. He's taking care of those who were being picked on or who were being, listen, who were being taken advantage of, right? That's his call. That's what's in him. I'm speaking to somebody because I didn't plan on saying all this again. That's what's in him. See, some of us are not happy. We're going through this life and we even joined a Christian church or we're, we named the name of Christ and we're reading our Bible and we're praying and we're doing all these things, but we're still not happy. We don't have joy. You know why? That's because you're not going with what God gave you. You're going with what you think you should be doing. You're going with, according to your own nature and not that thing that God put in you. Somewhere in there, God has placed something in you and on you. Don't fight it. Yeah, but I can't make money that way. <laughs> That's the problem. I can't have all the things that I want if I follow that. Then I'm going to tell you what I've been telling and what God's been telling me. We've got to want God more than anything else. And until we get to that place, there is no guarantee for your happiness or success. It will come in bits and pieces and it will be very temporary. Okay? So we see Moses, now he's on his own. So now Moses gets called by God, and now he's, you know, all of a sudden, okay, what, okay wait a minute. God, I can't go back there. I can't even speak. I can't, so that, that's where this rod thing comes in. So, so God says, throw down the rod. He throws it down, it turns into a snake. Moses starts to run away. No, 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 pick it up by its tail. He picked it up and it turned back into a rod. Okay, now do this. Stick your clean hand, stick it into your uh, lapel, stick it into your vest, take it out. It's got leprosy. Stick it back in. No more leprosy. So now, what is God saying? Moses, not by your intellect. Moses, not by your power. Moses, not what you can contrive. But by my power is how we're going to do this thing. So now all of a sudden, things have changed. Moses is still a little reluctant. But he, now he starts to see something happening. So here's what we see. God had this planned all along. 
And so now you see when this rod gets thrown down, and now you have the power of darkness duplicating it. Don't you? But here's what I know. I don't know how many rods were thrown down, but it didn't matter how many, because the rod of God swallowed them all up. See, the enemy can go ahead and try to you know, imitate, but what he can't do is overcome. See, the enemy can go ahead and try to, his best to duplicate, but his will, never, his will never outlast or withstand what God has created, what God has touched, what God has anointed. Are you with me? All right, I'm just making sure. But so for every man threw down his rod, they became serpents, but Aaron's rod swallowed them all up, and Pharaoh's heart grew hard. See, look, Pharaoh didn't say, look at this and say, uh-oh, God is with them, I better let him go. No. You know what? We still got a little bit of power here. Even though that rod swallowed up the rest of them, there's still some power here. So we know the next thing that happens is the Nile River turns to blood. See, he gives them the warning. The Lord spoke to Moses, say, Aaron, take up your rod, stretch it out over your hand, over the waters of Egypt, over the streams, over the rivers, over the ponds, over all the pools of water, that they may become blood. And there shall be blood throughout the land of Egypt, both in buckets of wood and pitchers of stone. And Moses and Aaron did so, just as the Lord commanded. So he lifted up the rod and struck the waters there in the river, in the, in the sight of Pharaoh and the sight of the servants. And all the waters that were in the river were turned to blood. The fish were... Uh, the fish that were in the river died, the river stank, and the Egyptians could not drink the water of the river. So there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. Look at verse 22 with me. Then the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments, and Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them as the Lord had said. What did they do? What did did the magicians of Egypt do? They turned water into blood too. So there was this other power that they were using that was doing that thing. See, now notice. Again, they couldn't turn that water that God turned to blood. They couldn't turn that back to clean water. The only thing they could try to do was duplicate what God did. Did you see? Did you hear that? Are you, are you tra- is that tracking with anybody? So we know the next thing that happens. The next thing is the frogs. Exodus uh, 8. Beginning in verse 5. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up out of the land of Egypt. Verse 6. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt. Then the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs all over the land of Egypt. See, they couldn't stop them, but they had to try to duplicate it. Did you, did you hear what I'm saying? Is this tracking with anybody? And it was just like God said, this is what's going to happen. So then we know in the next one, the next one, uh, the, the next, all, all of the next plagues, all of the next things that happen, they don't happen to the Israelites. And from that point forward, the magicians can't even duplicate anymore. So I was thinking, okay, why didn't you just skip the first two, God? Or the first three. Why didn't you just skip the first three, show yourself mighty all at once, that they couldn't duplicate it, that they couldn't do anything? Or why not just say, hey, let's just skip all of the above, let's just go right to the firstborn is going to die, blah, blah, blah. Why, why, do, why, why do we do all that? You know why? Because he knew that Tony was going to be preaching here, uh, and, and, and Tony's going to need something to say. No, but think about that though. Look at, look at, you know, it's, in life it doesn't happen that way. In life, it really doesn't. There's this progression. There's these things that happen all of the time. And see, sometimes, my brothers and sisters, I want you to know, and I I think God wants us to know, that we're in this battle, and sometimes things are going to look like this power is equal. But it's not. Sometimes there's going to be bad things that happen to you when you're in Goshen. When It doesn't say that that the Israelites didn't have any frogs or anything like that. It doesn't say that there, there, was, uh, there was no blood in their water. It doesn't say that. There, there very well was probably blood in their water. In the, so then from this next point forward, when it starts with the lice and then the flies and then the hail and so on and so forth, when it, when it does all of these, and then the, 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 the agriculture, I mean, is destroyed, the hail, and the, the animals, all the animals die, all of this stuff that happens, it doesn't happen at all now in Goshen. It doesn't happen at all to the children of Israel. So here, Tony, there's this power that exists in the world, the prince and the power of the air. There's this power. He's going to try to deceive you, 
by showing you at points in time that that power may be just as powerful as the power of the Lord your God. But let me show you what, re- what it's really like. Because when I let it loose, I'm not going to let it loose on those who are my kids. When I let it loose, it's going to be on all those who turn their backs on me and who practice evil. Oh, there we go. I just lost that paper. I could hear the, the monitors clicking off right now. But that's truth. That's the way it is. And, and listen, my brothers and sisters, it's not, God is not looking to punish. Because listen, God has already set this, He's already established the spiritual law. This is the way it goes. He established the spiritual law and He revealed it to Adam and Eve and they broke it. Had they not broke it, none of it, there would be still, no, there would be, they would still be here today. But they broke it. Right? Took a different course. And that's all I'm saying. That's all I think God is, listen, there is this power. Don't be fooled by it. Don't be threatened by it. And certainly don't let it affect your mind. Don't let it affect how you think, how you proceed. Especially in these days that we're living in. Amen? Okay. So that brings me back, Ephesians. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. My brothers and sisters, listen. There's this... The Scripture tells us in in many places too about don't look at the sex... I'm going to say this um, in Tony language. Don't look at the success of the people who are living in the world. Don't look at what they're getting, their prosperity and all this other stuff because you're going to end up with theirs anyway. Because, you know, come on. Just, I wish Luke was here where he could say amen and back me up. That's in the scripture. But my brothers and sisters, listen. Listen. We're still living in the here and now and we're letting some of these things affect us. So when we look at the prosperity of people who are living evil, when we see the things that our people are doing and they seem to be happy, and they're not living according to the word of God, but we say, or they're compromising. And then we say, well, you know, a little compromise can't be bad. Look how good they're doing. Da, 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 be, 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 ha, ha, ha. No, it, it, we can't do that. Why? That's exactly what your enemy is trying to get you to do. So when we look at people in the world and they're doing and they're being successful and they're rich and bi- multi-billionaires and they don't even know who Jesus is, and, but they're multi-billionaires and all this stuff. I mean, you know, what is that? Now, some of you might think, Tony, I never think that. No, no, no. You may not think of it on that level, but there's a part of you that sees people that don't live for Christ and have no, there's nothing that comes bad is happening to them imminently or at least that you could see. And come on. Maybe just a little. See, so when I'm looking at this scripture and I see, how about this? God makes it to rain on the just and the unjust. Okay? So they're receiving some of the benefits because we're still here. But my brothers and sisters, that still doesn't totally explain and I know that that's kind of a weak scripture, but, but, I, but you need to understand that. Because some of the prosperity that other people have who are sinners, I still gain from. Almost everybody that I've ever worked for that wrote me a paycheck was not a believer in Christ Jesus. They were all rich. They all had plenty of money. I never worked for a poor person yet. So, in effect, think of it this way. In effect, their prosperity, God has blessed me through their prosperity. You ever think of that? Okay, so that's what I'm saying. The scriptures, I don't even. Oh man, they no. I'm so glad that there are people who have those kind of means, who start businesses and do things and like that, even if they're not saved. So we could pray for those who are lost, who are business leaders, who are you know. And maybe you're happening to work for one. Maybe you're working for someone who's not a professing Christian, and you know, even in their actions, they're not nice. You go, hey, you're doing this wrong. You know, no, pray for them. Pray for them. I can't work there. They're not a Christian. So what? Let me ask you something. When you go down to the uh, Publix, do you ask if the manager is a born-again Christian? When you go take your car to get fixed or whatever it is, do you go make sure that the dealer is a born-again Christian or the owner of the dealership? 
No. So how did I get there? See, I'm, I'm getting there because I'm not, I'm, I don't want anybody to think that I'm, in, I'm, I'm going to one side of this, 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 this pendulum here and swinging. No, we can't, we can't be associated with these powers. We can't be associated with these people. No, we've got to live in the world. And that's part of our problem because we live in the world and when we, whether we're successful or we're not successful, we look at it we don't always acknowledge that we're in the middle of this warfare. We're in the middle of this warfare. And there's these powers and there's these, these things that are present that we can't see. Here's the other thing. I don't want anybody to ever think who's under my teaching that you know, there are um, fleshly solutions to these kind of problems. They're not. We, and so yet and still, I talk to people all the time who are trying to solve or fight these battles in the flesh, but they're spiritual battles. You know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to, okay, whoa, whoa, stop. Stop. What does God say to do? Well, I'm having problems with this person, so now what I'm going to do, whoa, 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 whoa. What does God say to do? Because, you know, God, first of all, Jesus said, pray for your enemies. So are you praying for them first of all? Yeah, I, I, you know, God, I, you know, change them, Lord, and that's it. No, no, no. Do you actually sit and think when you're down on your knees? Do you actually think, you know, this person hates me. This person has busted me. This person is making my life miserable. Do you ever sincerely pray for that person? Because when Jesus said pray for your men, he said, God, take them out. <laughs> as funny as that sounds, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. That's funny as I've said, Lord, save them or get them out of the way. And I'm not trying to justify that. that. That was probably wrong. Lord, save them. Lord, bring somebody in their path. Lord, they won't listen to me, but they'll listen to you somehow, some way. Bring somebody in their path. Lord, do this. Lord, please, I'm asking you. I'm, I'm standing in the gap. I, I, I want that person. And Lord, while you're doing that, help me to be able to withstand that. Help me, Lord, not to complain about this person all the time. Or help me, Lord. Are, are you with me? Man, there are people that are doing you wrong. Guess what? They're doing what their father, the devil, is commanding them to do. That's what's natural to them. I'm not saying, you know, they're possessed by the devil and they're here. No, that's part of the human nature. And they're, de- and they're deceived. They're walking in darkness. Right? Re- let me, let me uh, remind you of something. In Matthew... Chapter 24. Uh, now, actually, it was uh, later. I, 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 probably 28. Anyway, I can't remember. <laughs> I apologize. I looked at so much. Yeah, I, I just can't remember. I apologize. <clears throat> remember when Jesus was in the, in the garden and they were coming to get him. And it was, it's in all the synoptics. But I think it's in Luke where he says... Um, I was with you every day when the Pharisees and they, they came to arrest him. He said, I was with you all the time. I was with you, right? You're treating me like a, a common criminal now, but I was with you preaching in the temples. I was with you every day. And, but now you come and arrest me because of the hour. It's your hour. It's the hour of darkness. There's this, prev- there's this power that's overwhelming. They're listening to their father, the devil. They're listening to the prince and the power of the air. Right? Always planting things, always giving us, always preying on our own human nature and planting ideas in us. And listen, I'm going to tell you honestly, and I keep repeating this, but I'm going to have to repeat it again. You know, we look at all of the media and all of the, not just the social media, movies, uh, all the entertainment, all this other stuff. My brothers, my sisters, my young brothers, my young sisters, doesn't matter. Whatever you're, do- whatever you're looking at, news, it's all meant to control your mind. It's meant to steer you a certain way. They are steering the culture. There's no question about it. 
They're not even being so shy about it anymore. But anybody like me that would say something, ah, conspiracy theories, ah, he's a fanatic. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, all you have to do is just read that much, study that much. If you're a younger person, whether here or whether, when you're a younger person and maybe you're not as cognizant of some of the things that we older people, much older, have lived through and we saw some of the things that they're trying to put into our culture, into our society now. And what, those things don't work. But what it does do is it, it, cattle, it, it turns the people into cattle and sheep. And, you know, you follow them. There's, there's, are you with me? And so how they have to do that in order, and especially in a place like where we live, where we're so used to having certain freedoms and liberties, and we have guns, and all of this. So they have to do it slowly but surely. They have to chip away and work on our minds. That's the enemy. They may say, well, no, it's Marxism, it's, it's you know, cultural Marxism, it's, you know, it's the socioeconomic system of the Marx. It's a, Marx was a Satanist. There's no question about it. So, so my brothers and sisters, think about this. Now, that's this philosophy, whether they want to totally look at it, those who are in power, and I'm not trying to make this political, I'm just, remember, what I'm talking about here now is the prince and the power of the air. And how in order for him to fight this battle, because those, listen, because he can't undo anything that God does. The only thing that he could do is start trying to affect our minds to get the culture to be steered in a certain way. When the culture is steered in a certain way, then you and me, when we stand up, now we're not standing up against a government, we're standing up against our neighbors, our family members. Did you hear me? Okay, so now they think that they're doing it for a geopolitical end or a socioeconomic end. No, no, no. Or they're trying to save the planet. They're trying to control the population. Whatever, the, whatever you want to say, whatever human value you want to attach to that. And I'm telling you that Jesus defined it very plainly, and I've said it several times, I'm going to say it again. There's only one of two ways you can go. You can either be a Christian or an antichrist. That's it. So if you're not a Christian, you're part of that other movement, that means you're an antichrist. And it is spiritual. It is spiritual. It is spiritual. So now the enemy of your soul and mine is trying to affect us by doing these things, by, by steering some things, steering it a certain way. Uh, you know, this is normal, this is natural, this is this, this is... And so then sooner or later we start moving that way. So like when I was younger, we knew exactly what some of those socioeconomic circumstances put people under. Now, you know, we're what, 50, 60 years away? 60 years, well, even and in some cases more than 60 years. They, uh, you know, so many of these uh, things, these, 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 these standards, these, I, I didn't want to go here, Lord help me. I didn't want to go here. My brothers and my sisters, do you ever hear that those who um, fail to learn history are doomed to repeat it? We know the things that have happened. We know the path that these, um, these standards, these, we know that where it leads. And I'm here to tell you that this isn't human. This isn't about uh, socioeconomics. This isn't about, you know, uh, geopolitics. This is about spiritual warfare. That's what this is about. And so, look, we are trying to fight a spiritual war with no weapons. We're trying to fight a spiritual battle and we're compromising. We're trying to join in with the enemy to fight the battle and it's not going to happen. My brothers and sisters, when we see that this, there's this real and true power, there is a power. Right now the power is held in check for the most part. But we know that it's not going to be that way forever. Watch in Matthew 24, let me go there now, 23. If anyone says to you, look, here's the Christ, or there, don't believe it. For false Christ, false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. 
See, my brothers and sisters, now we're talking about Jesus went about... What, what, watch this. In the scripture, it says in John um, chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, it says that uh, the law came by Moses, but, but grace and truth through Jesus Christ. So the power of God was evident and there were signs and wonders through Moses. And if you look at this uh, text that we just came from, look at all of the things that God's called. God calls these negative circumstances to affect Egypt so that they would back down and the Lord would not have to raise up an army to fight the Egyptians. The Lord fought the battle for the uh, Hebrews, but he fought it in such a way to be effective to also show that the gods who are respected by these powerful people are the very gods that I'm telling you don't even exist. I am the God of all gods. I am the Lord of all lords. So while these Egyptians, over these hundreds of years that you've been with them, while these Egyptians have showed you that these are gods, I'm going to show you that I'm the only true and living God. There was a purpose and a plan in what God did through Moses. It was to show not just Israel, but certainly Israel, But then, see, remember, they've been in bondage now for hundreds of years. They know about Father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They know about all these things, but these are stories that were from back there. They know about Joseph and how they got to Egypt. Right? They know, but those were stories from way back there. And so now they're living everyday lives. And they're living everyday lives and, and, they're, and, and, they're, and, they're, and they have their existence uh, under, the sh- under the shoe of the Egyptians, but they're getting three squares and they got a roof over their head and their kids are basically okay. So that's, that, okay, we're okay. But, God, these are my people. These are my people and I have a special place for them. These are my people. They need to worship me. These are my people. They need to be in relationship with me. Not Ra, not Hepti, not all these Egyptian gods. They had a god for everything. All the gods had to do was, was nature. It had everything to do with the things that were created. And they assigned these gods. You know what? The, the H in every one of those um, plagues was assigned to a specific god. It was for God to show that I am the true and living God. Right? So, my brother, it's so plain. So now, how does that apply to you and I today? Well, God is telling us in the New Testament, we're in this spiritual battle. And the power that, ha- that He has is not greater than the power that's in you. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. That power is not greater than you. However, that doesn't mean that, look, look, that there's not going to be a fight. So you've got to be prepared. And that's why he says, put on your whole armor. You have to make an effort. Therefore, knowing what you know, put on your whole armor. See, I'm not wanting to preach and teach sheep that, oh, you know, you know, just keep praying and you know, hopefully everything's going to be able No, man, you're in a battle. You are in a battle. And there are some of you in this room that absolutely know you're in a battle because you're feeling it every day. You're fighting for your kids. I mean, you want them raised up right. You love them. You're fighting for other family members. You're fighting just to, just to go ahead and walk this straight and narrow that Jesus has uh, assigned us to. That Jesus, no, 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 paved the way for us to walk. We're walking that way and every day there's some distraction or something that says a reason why you shouldn't go that way. That's the power. That's the tool of the enemy. And so Jesus says in Matthew 24, beware, there's going to be some... So it's going to get worse. What do you mean worse? There are going to be people who will do signs and wonders and miracles and they're not going to be Christ. I've already heard, some of you guys have heard, you know, at uh, like some of these uh, rock concerts and stuff that there have been healings by the devil and all this other stuff. I'll guarantee you that that day didn't last. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just saying, anything that the enemy has, he can, it's, it's a fake. And I'll guarantee you, if somebody got up and they, they ran around that couldn't run any, anymore for whatever reason, if a lame man got up and ran in a concert that was dedicated to the enemy, that didn't last. I'll guarantee you, before he died, he couldn't walk again. I'm telling you something. The devil is a liar. Amen. 
The devil is a deceiver. The devil is your enemy. And the devil is the one who's trying to distract you. The devil is the one that's trying to make you get off the path. The devil is the one that's trying to get you to hate your neighbor. The devil is the one that's trying to get you to hate that other party. The devil is the one that's trying to get you to hate that gender. The devil is the one that's trying to get you to hate that color. The, je- the devil is the one who's trying to get you to hate that uh, president, that governor, that what? The devil is doing all of that. But you're letting them. You're letting them. Why? Our battle is not against flesh and blood. So you're looking at flesh and blood and you're assigning something to them. You know what? You should feel sorry for them. I'm not, listen, I'm not telling you that I've nailed this. I'm telling you, I, got, I struggle with that myself sometimes. I got to get down. I got to look at them. Jesus, please help me. Let me look at them the way you look at them. Because right now, I want to smack somebody. I'm not trying to be funny. But that's not what God has called us to. That is not what God has called And that's not what He's impacted. But we need to be aware of it. So we can't go the whole other way. Oh, everybody's nice. There's basically good in everybody. And blah, blah, blah. No, you, you can't do that. Why? You might be the only soldier that's in that person's life that would make a stand for that person. And that doesn't mean you slap them. And that doesn't mean you hit them over the head with a Bible. That means maybe you just pray for them. And maybe that's the way it starts. Or maybe you just give them a scripture. Or maybe you give them a kind word. And even when that, listen, and even when, it's, and even when they turn their wrath on you after giving them a kind word, you still give them a kind word. Kind word turneth away wrath. I read that in the Bible, didn't I? Ha! So my brothers and sisters, look at, we follow the, we follow the spiritual, God's spiritual warfare. He, he, he's not, He's not left us without any weapons or any defenses or anything like that. He's given us His whole armor. But you've got to acknowledge that we're in this war and you've got to acknowledge that you can't win it yourself. You've got to acknowledge... I could read to you from Revelation all of the things that are going to happen. You know that things are going to happen. You know, the, the, the uh, Antichrist, the beast, he's going to come, he's going to heal. The Antichrist is going to have a gash. He's going to be healed. He's going to come back alive. There's going to be many signs and wonders that are going to be done during the Great Tribulation. What? This is the Antichrist. It's going to be given to him that he can call fire from heaven. I, I can see right. He's going to call lightning bolts out of heaven. And people are going to be doing... <gasps> So that everybody worships. This is, oh, this is the power. This is the, mm. I want to read to you out of John. I, I quoted, it was John, First um, John 16 and 17. First John 16 and 17. And of his fullness we have received and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Did you, I want you to look at verse 16 with me. And of his fullness we have received grace for grace. Did you, did you say, for, of his fullness. Because of Jesus was full with everything. Because Je, there was nothing lacking in Jesus. Jesus. In Jesus was contained all of the Godhead bodily. And in him we received power. Right? This is so awesome for you and for I. So we have His Word, and now we have we could share amongst each other His Word. We know that you know there we're in this battle, and He's given us these weapons, and you know, but He's not just given us weapons. Okay, let's see how you do. Those weapons are His, and He's given them to us. And as we studied on uh, Wednesday, you know, Peter said He's given us every neat thing we need in this life for godliness, right? Even His divine nature. It says that in the Scripture. So we have everything that we need. In Colossians 13, I'm sorry, 2.13. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven all all your trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed, listen to this, let's get this one together. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, trying triumphing over them in it. In what? In the cross. Listen, Jesus went ahead and all of the powers that were against him, right? He overcame them. The law came through Moses, grace and and truth through Jesus Christ. God, in the Old Testament through Moses, at least in this text where we were, God did many great things for his people Israel, right? But look at also what he did. 
He showed Pharaoh what he needed to see to defeat all of the other gods. Flew in the face of the other gods. When Jesus came, what did Jesus do? Jesus went around healing all sicknesses and disease. Right? When Jesus didn't say, you're cursed. He only cursed the fig tree. He didn't curse anybody. Right? He didn't tell the Pharisees and the scribes, you're, you're deaf. You're dumb. I don't want to hear another word. I don't want you to hear anything else. Dumb. Done. He didn't do that. He didn't raise his power negatively to anybody. What he did do was, he did it against the enemy. Right? What did he do? Come out of him. Who are you? Shut your mouth. Right? Don't say anything. Right? So he was against the enemy. But against any human? No. He didn't show all of the power that he used. Most of the power that he used all the time with people was positive. Healing them. He healed. He had a, they, you know how it was. They thronged him. Why? Because he was healing them. He was feeding them. He was giving them the good news. What do you remember when John the uh, Baptist sent some people to him? Said, hey, uh, ask Jesus if he's the one or she waited for another. Well, tell him the blind seat, right? The lame walk. Right? And the gospel is being preached. Look at these things that are happening. These things are indicative of who I am. My brothers and sisters, this is the power that now dwells within us. Not to curse anybody. Not to to damn anybody to hell. uh, Not to be uh, just a total donkey. And certainly not to walk around defeated. My brothers and my sisters, listen, we have a lot of sick among us. I'm not saying, oh, they're weak, they don't have no faith. No, I'm not, I don't, that doctrine doesn't hold water. Listen, we have sick among us. Together we have power. When we touch and agree, then the power, I believe that. And I know that many of you in this room do believe that, and many, certainly many watching believe that. So when we prayed earlier for those who were sick among us, I believe, my brothers and sisters, went by faith, they could be healed. Why? Jesus has the power to do that. And He's not withholding it from you or from me. In fact, He's given it to us. Right? We just got to believe and trust in it. And listen, and then walk in it. See, we don't, we don't walk in it. See, and, and so we have this thing, and, and sometimes, forgive me if I've given anybody the impression that we have the right to, to somehow stand up, flex our muscles, and bow up and fight the world. No. No, no, no. The world is going to blow up on itself. I, I don't need to fight the enemy. The enemy's already defeated. I, I, you, know, you know what I mean? I, I'm not just saying that just because it sounds good. I don't need to bow up. Now watch. Tried to hurt one of my grandkids. Yeah, I'm going to pray down the fire on you. Come on. And I'm not being a jerk about that. I'm just saying this is real. But, but, but my brothers and my sisters, listen. This, this thing is real. This spiritual battle that we're in, we have to fight it spiritually. And we can't, you know, throw up our dukes or get emotional to the extent that we forget about the spiritual weapons that are part of our warfare that have been provided for us. Are you with me? So we need to walk in that. We've already, we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into his kingdom of his light. Remember, he got on that cross so our sins could be wiped away and now we have, listen, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit in us so that those things that he provided for us that we could be victorious in this life even though we are in a spiritual war. You know, Jesus... Jesus, listen, if it's, so, if it's so bad down here, you know, if it's going to be this battle, uh, just take us out. Why don't you just call us home? It's coming. Didn't happen yet. But there are still some people that Jesus doesn't want to be left behind. There are still some people who haven't given their faith and trust in Him, who haven't repented yet. When they repent, then we're gone. Then he's going to take us out of here. And then the earth is going to implode on itself. The system is going to implode on itself. My brothers and sisters, when they start fighting amongst each other and all that stuff happens, all that revelation stuff starts to happen, in the middle of that, Jesus is going to, that, Jesus is going to come down and he's going to defeat everybody with the sword of his mouth. He's just going to speak it and that's going to be that. So while they're imploding on themselves and while they think they've got it now and the Antichrist is in charge and Israel is going to be no more and they're all running away and hiding and fleeing, you know, that's when Jesus is going to come back and Jesus is going to say, okay, that's all now. Amen? But before then, there are still people in your atmosphere, people in my atmosphere that we should be fighting this war for. And we can't, can you, can I say it any plainer? We cannot fight this war 
in the flesh. We must fight this war in the Spirit, using the spiritual weapons that God has given us. We walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You, you know what? And I know we're all familiar with that. We studied it here in Second Corinthians chapter 10. But, but you know what strikes me now as I'm reading that? It all has to do with the mind. Did you hear that? Casting down every thought, every imagination, right? So the, the battle has to be won here. In my mind, in my heart. That's got to be done first. You all are tired or I'm just not doing a good job today. Right? So when I read that, and it's talking to me about, yes, the same thing that we've been talking about, and it's, so, and it's just in line with Ephesians. So, you know, Paul was inspired by the Holy Spirit in both places to write to these churches. You're in this spiritual battle. You're in this warfare. You're in the middle of a fight. Don't let him mess with your mind. So when they're telling me that I should not love my sister who's a different color, but she's, she is my sister from another mother, I ain't going to listen to them. Right? When they tell me that, you know, this person, that person, this movement, that movement, they're going to they're gonna kill me and throw me off a cliff... <laughs> I'm going to automatically, oh, I hate them. I've got, I got to do something. No. Go to God. Go to God. What is God saying? But my brothers and sisters, here's the problem. I, mean, I see my, my younger people, not these younger people, but I see my younger people who, who, who don't know many of these things. And so now watch. They're, they're either being sucked into it or they're of the other mind and they're afraid and they don't know what to do because no one's standing here and telling them, you are in a war. This is a battle. And if you're trying to live with Christ, in Christ, you are a target. And listen, but it's not this naysaying thing, well, what was me? No, God has given you weapons and he's giving you brothers and sisters, fellow soldiers. We need to stand up for each other. We need to hang out. We need to go ahead and touch and agree. Bind. Loose. Right? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. The enemy has strongholds set up all over the place. Many more in this country than used to be when I was a kid. And it wasn't that long ago. Many more than when I was a kid. I, I, I feel horrible for what our young people have to endure. Yes. Well, what do you mean? I mean, they got it easy today. They got everything they need. They got the food. They got the clothes. They got school. They got this. They got that. You're probably among the more material benefited pe- people on the planet. Yeah, but that's just here and now. I feel bad for them because they don't know the truth. And so, because they're comfortable, they don't realize you're in a battle. Because, okay, I've got the meals, and, and let, let's face it, and they know that because they're taught that by us. If everything is going our way, we're happy, we're comfortable. If something doesn't go our way, we explode. We get mad, we get upset, we throw things, we do whatever. Stuff comes out of our mouth, and our young people see that. So we all, we have to realize we're in this... I don't know, guys, I'm just... My heart is so heavy right now. Because I see... I see us beaten about the head and shoulders physically. I see our kids being led down the wrong path. And it's almost like that proverbial snowball rolling down the hill and I'm trying to stop it. You ever feel like that? So I, I, while I'm, I'm heavy, but there's still this blessed hope. I, I have hope. I have a handful of people in this room that I just prayed with a little while ago and I will pray with again before we leave. I have people in this room and maybe people watching who will be in their homes, get in their prayer closets and consider what the Lord has said to us this morning and say, Lord, what do I need to do? 
Lord, help me to stop fighting this battle in the flesh. Lord, help me to realize my spiritual weapons. Lord, Lord, open my spiritual eyes so I could see the enemy and not that person. Are you hearing me? Open my spiritual eyes so that those people who are trying to talk to me so nicely while they're setting the, 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 the snare at my feet, I can recognize that. Lord, help me to see those ones who are patting me on the back. Let me see that knife that's with that hand. <coughs> Give me spiritual discernment. And Lord, help me when I recognize that to respond the way Jesus would respond. No other way but Jesus. No other way. Amen? Amen. I feel like there's more meat on the bones here. I feel like I've, I've let you down this morning. My heart is breaking. I just, my heart is breaking. I see a community, a culture that's totally given itself to the prince and the power of the air. And I see otherwise people who want to be decent people being led down the wrong path. So, let me, uh, let's end this way. If any of those things that I said as it relates to fighting the battles in the flesh, if you know that, you know, that's part of what's been happening in your recent past, man, this would be a good time. I'm not saying come up here and let's boo-hoo and all that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is it's be a good time to acknowledge, yeah, God, I heard you. And so now help me. Amen? Or, or, or let's just say this. Maybe there is a person in your life who has vexed you. I use an old English term. Who has vexed you greatly. Or a person who is just absolutely an antagonist in your life. Help God or ask God to help you to not have an ought with that person or have bitterness toward that person but ask God to help you to see what's behind all of that amen remember remember you are a spiritual being you are a child of God you don't have to fight their fire with their fire you fight their fire with your fire your fire is Holy Spirit fire. Your fire is, listen, is greater than the power and that fire that's in the world. No question about it. So whatever it is, let's just give it to God. Can we? So God, here we are. There are so many things, Father, that are going on in our world and in our culture. The whole world is, seems to be changing and our culture certainly has been on this track for a long time, but it seems to be moving faster. Lord, I don't want to be the cop. I don't want to be the one who tries to stop the snowball from rolling down the hill unless that's where you want me. But that's how it feels sometimes. Lord, not just for me, for other people in this room and who may be listening as well. Father, we want... we. We need your help. Holy Spirit, we need your discernment. We need your wisdom. Lord, that we may be able to recognize in every circumstance, not just when it's convenient for us, or not just when it's soft and easy and we have time to think about it. Lord, even in the heat of the moment, I'm begging you, I'm praying right now, Lord, that for each and every one of us, in the heat of the moment, that we would have clarity, that we would have wisdom, that we would call upon your name, that we would act according to the supernatural. You, Father, that we would act according to your spirit and not according to our flesh. Lord, help us to fight this battle that we're in, Father, with your Holy Spirit power and not with our own physical power. Father, not with our mental capabilities, but with your wisdom and your knowledge and your understanding. So, Lord, we need all of that from you. And, Lord, we acknowledge that today. Lord, we may have acknowledged it in the past. We may have even prayed in the past. Father, but in this moment, um, in this season, 
where we find ourselves right now. Maybe it's a hard time. Maybe it's an easy time. Father, wherever we find ourselves, we ask, Lord, that you would give us a fresh touch, a fresh anointing. Give us greater understanding. Lord, help us not to fall, not to be led astray, not to compromise in any way, in any area. Not just as it relates to those people who are trying to battle us or to the enemy of our soul as it relates to those obvious things, but Father, even for the subtle things. Father, help us not to flirt with any line. Help us to avoid all appearance of evil. Father, certainly keep us from the presumptuous sin. Lord, yes, because it offends you. Yes, because... Father, it, it, we love you and you love us. Yeah, we don't want to offend you, Lord, but Lord, more than that, we don't want to bring reproach to the kingdom. We want to be your effective soldiers in this war that's being fought. So Lord, bless us. Keep us. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So now look, I'm going to stay here just for a few minutes more. If anybody wants to pray, I'll be here to pray with you. If you want to pray for somebody else so we could touch and agree, let's do it. But, uh, you know,